Hey guys, Anthony here and this is SAS Stories. On today's episode, we're going to be looking at those little freebies companies offer in exchange for a potential customer's contact details, or what are better known in the business world as lead magnets. It's a very common marketing strategy and one that is particularly prevalent in the SaaS industry. But the real question is, how do companies follow up on their lead magnets effectively and pull in those sales? We sat down with online marketing super freak Barry Feldman to find out. Barry has had a long and illustrious career in marketing, having first cut his teeth in the world of advertising before founding his own consultancy, Feldman Creative. I am a veteran of marketing communications dating back to the late 80s. Oh, my. And um, (laughs) I've been around, grew up in the um, ad agency business for approximately a decade when uh, in 1995 I uh, decided to create Feldman Creative. At that time, I was basically a freelance copywriter. And the truth is, uh, to some extent, I I still am. You know, many years later, uh, a large portion of what I do is um, writing. But I play the role of creative director, often for uh, small to medium-sized businesses, often software businesses, um, almost always technology businesses of, of one sort or another. And I also I'm a content marketing strategist, and so I have helped uh, many a company strategize. And then also, uh, unlike um, some traditional consultants who only help uh, clients strategize, I also help execute. Despite working for a number of different companies in his time, Barry's first real entrepreneurial adventure was Feldman Creative, a decision partially brought on by the fast-paced, high-turnover nature of advertising that often left Barry back on the freelance road. In the ad agency business, um, you lose your job a lot. (laughs) At least I did because agencies um, grow and then shrink and then fail. And so it wasn't the first time I found myself in a position to uh, freelance, but it was the first time I... um, decided to work for myself is actually a decision made by me. Barry keeps busy though, specializing in lead magnets and blogs, and has even compiled his marketing knowledge in a number of books. My first book came out about um, four years ago, and it was called SEO Simplified for Short Attention Spans. It's still available, still um, somewhat popular in the category. And uh, as recently as a year and a half ago, I published a book about personal branding called The Road to Recognition. And for Barry, the freedom of an entrepreneur's life is important to him. I love um, having the freedom that comes with working for yourself. Uh, you know, one of the reasons I went into marketing in the first place was uh, the variety uh, that it presents you. You know, I'm not the type that could um, have a super a repetitive job and get up and be eager to get to the work office. And um, so it has... Um, you know, rewarded me in those ways. And at, at times, it's been uh, relatively lucrative. It's kind of up and down, you know, um, probably shouldn't jinx it and probably shouldn't knock some wood now. But these these are good times again. Barry is all too aware, though, of the sometimes difficult market he works in. Having started out at the beginning of the rise of Silicon Valley, he saw the burst of the dot-com bubble. And often, the marketing budget was first to go when hard times hit. The technology burst rather drastically in 2001, and uh, certainly remember that all too well because it was almost like I was suddenly unemployed. It certainly was harder to find work as my 
um, clients' budgets evaporated, their companies folded, um, you know, the people lost their jobs. It's a volatile industry, I suppose. If like a student wants to talk to me about marketing, uh, they'll hear a lot of good things from me. But it comes with that with a warning like that. You know, when when um, recessions hit, marketing is usually the first budget to get slashed or eliminated. But according to Barry, attitudes could be changing and a future where those who have the best marketers win. In the past, marketing was like optional bonus material, as crazy as that sounds. You know, it's hard to imagine a company that actually has a lot of short or long-term success uh, without uh, marketing. You know, particularly like if we're talking about SaaS, which, you know, your audience is specifically interested in. You know, you you might have uh, something original going for a brief time, and you might have figured out some sort of guerrilla tactics uh, that will help you know create uh, a small tribe to get you started and, and hopefully foster word of mouth. But in the end, you know, if you're onto something, you're gonna um, find yourself within a massive amount of competition, and uh, the best marketers win. Thankfully, things are a lot more stable for Barry these days, and as mentioned before, one of his specialties is lead magnets. But what exactly is a lead magnet? A lead magnet is a free offer you make in exchange for an email address and possibly additional information. And they typically come in the form of an offer, which when you click on it, takes you to a landing page that tells you why you're on that page and what you're going to get as a result of responding to that offer. And these pages typically have a form on them. Sometimes that form is going to have uh, one field, you know, your email address, so it can be delivered and uh, validated. And sometimes it's going to have a few more, your name, maybe your phone number. And sometimes it's going to have a lot. You know, I caution people against that. The more um, fields you have, uh, the, the lower response rate you'll get. At its core, a lead magnet is an offer to a prospect you want to get on your mailing list. So you could describe it as bait. Lead Magnet says, uh, hi, I'm valuable and I'm free and uh, the price of admission is your email address. And they go by other names. Bloggers call them content upgrades. A lot of times you see a blog post and the blog post says, would you like to download this? You know, and this might be a PDF version of the blog post. It might be uh, an extended version of the blog post. It might be an abbreviated version such as a checklist or a template or something. Sign up offers, sign up incentives, freemiums, you know, a lead magnet could be a trial offer, a demo. The list is kind of long. I think of it as an exchange for an email address where um, the brand ultimately delivers something of value. So the primary purpose of a lead magnet is to grow your email list. The more potential customers you have, the more likely you are to convert into sales. And according to Barry, failure to generate sales from first website visits is a particular problem for the software industry. The percentage of people that come and go without uh, buying or trying your product is enormous. You know, it's probably over 99%. And even in even even with uh, e-commerce brands and, you know, um, much smaller uh, decisions that might be, you know, more along the line of impulse shopping, still have extremely low conversion rates uh, across, you know, the industry. Like I'm sure, uh, you know, the certain brands that would disprove that, like, you know, Amazon probably has a tremendously high conversion rate. But, um, you know, you have to recognize that um, upwards of 90 or 95% of the people are going to come and go. So this is why it's important to collect those email addresses with incentives. The potential customers are essentially giving you permission to contact them again in the future in a process known as lead nurturing. 
But for Barry, offering incentives to share your email also presents you as an expert in your field with valuable knowledge and solutions to offer. You're trying to do what content marketers are trying to do always. You're trying to position yourself as a helpful expert in your field. And so let's say it's an ebook or, or even an assessment. Uh, the goal is, in addition to getting their email, which is sort of the selfish goal, the uh, altruistic goal is to you know, help them solve a problem. And so when you do so, you know, you, you come away, if you pulled it off, um, you know, with some form of uh, elegance, you have uh, positioned yourself as an expert in your field, you know, thereby, you know, scoring points when it comes time to make a decision to buy. You want to buy from somebody who's uh, competent and uh, truly can help you. So what kind of information should you be asking for when using a lead magnet? Some companies go as far as asking for your credit card details to access their incentives. Barry explains why this isn't such a great idea. <laughs> Here's the first line that comes after that. It says, hello, can I have some money? God bless you. You know, <laughs> that, that, that's sort of, you know, I've heard it compared to, um, you know, would you, will you marry me? Uh, as, as something that comes up in the conversation on your first date, you know. And so today, uh, you, you know, the customer experience is everything. And while, of course, when you're on a website whose um, business is, you know, to sell you a service or a product, you expect them to uh, ask for your money at some point, right? But it's it's rude and offsetting to do that first, right, before you uh, assess their needs, before you answer their questions. And so if, um, if you go to a website and it says, hey, you know, what's your budget? How much, how much you want to spend? You know, that's, that would be like crossing a lease line to a clothing store in a mall and that person like, you know, blocking you from coming in until you give them your money, you know, without having the opportunity to try the clothes on. Now that we know the kind of information we should be gathering with our lead magnets for it to be effective, Barry suggests making sure it is magnetic. But what does that mean? What's magnetic? The the answer is relevance. You know, at 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 a thousand, ten thousand foot level. You know, if you are a, a travel website, you know, you're probably not going to do lead magnets about software, right? So, I mean, th there's some common sense here, but relevance is the is the high level answer because you you know you have to answer the question: What makes your lead magnet or your offer magnetic? Uh, specifically inside of the field you're in and the, you know, the part of the funnel that you're in and the objective. According to Barry, making your lead magnet relevant means it has to solve a problem for the prospect. And so you have to, um, you know, try to uh, ascertain through uh, research and customer interviews and uh, perhaps competitive uh, audits, uh, you know, audit, that is auditing your competitors and probably talking to your inside uh, salespeople and service people. You have to um, work towards down the, or go down the path of figuring out what questions do your customers have. But how can you proactively answer these questions? You could ask your customers what questions do you have. You might, you know, know that. You might see what they search for. You might read forums in which they're asking their questions. Um, but the person or persons in your business who uh, certainly should have the answer to that uh, is the salespeople. You know, what questions do you do you answer on a daily basis? You, you, sometimes you might just go straight to your email outbox 
you know, and look at the last week of emails that you sent and a fair share of them are going to be answers to people's questions. And uh, that's how you begin to put together stuff that, that is magnetic. But that just covers the subject matter of the lead magnet. According to Barry, magnetism is more than just having a great subject matter. You know, if you're if you're trying to um, save for college uh, and you see, uh, you know, the quintessential guide to, uh, you know, making it easy to save for your children's education, uh, you know, that that's relevant and you want to read it. Um, if you are learning how to be a copywriter and you see the 10 most common mistakes rookie copywriters make, right? Uh, I'm not a rookie copywriter. I still might want to read that, right? I lo- that, that's the sort of the negative headline thing that uh, I am a big uh, proponent of. You know, people can't stand not knowing, you know, what are the mistakes and errors and, you know, myths and misconceptions. The way you position the headline of your lead magnet also makes it magnetic. Also, the way it looks hugely affects how effective your lead magnet is going to be. You know, I I see a lot of landing pages for downloadable assets, and I just see generic pictures of people, you know, gathered around tablets or conference rooms or computers, you know, shaking hands, you know, just sort of stock stock photo nonsense. And that doesn't help me understand. Um, So the value, I think, um, comes through uh, more clearly off the page if you show something meaningful and if it's a you know if it's a a resource that you'll read i say you know just design a great cover and show that and um if it's you know if it's going to be a demo or something like that you know you might show a video or you might show screenshots the final aspect making your lead magnet magnetic is ensuring that it is well promoted and discovered by your target audience just because you have a great offer uh, doesn't mean that the world's going to be the path to it. You know, you're gonna, obviously you're going to put your offers somewhere on your website, but generally you have um, standalone, dedicated landing pages whose uh, objective is to um, convert people that are interested in the lead magnet, and so you need to promote that through um, paid, earned, and owned channels, which is you know, another, another massive topic. But I think, you know, the final answer, the final piece of this puzzle about what makes it magnetic is putting it in the path of somebody who that, you know, so such that they'll discover it. As for how to present a lead magnet on your website, Barry recommends creating a specially designed landing page for it. One that is focused on conversions. This is not complicated analytics such as, you know, time on site or pages visited or or so forth. This is conversion rate and a lead magnet works when somebody fills out the form and it fails when somebody doesn't. And as this page can make or break the effectiveness of your lead magnet, Barry recommends designing one that is carefully conceived. And so that page has to be carefully conceived. It has to minimize distractions. The best landing pages have no website navigation on them. Uh, They have um, no other stories or products or, or anything. You know, they don't even have social media icons usually because the goal of the landing page is to convert. And so uh, the temptation to show people things that allow them to leave that page uh, only, uh, you know, decreases your chance of success. Other things you could do to design a great landing page is creating one that's simple and deliberate. It should be very deliberate, you know, not overly creative where people have to think. Uh, They already did click something. Let's say it's a pay-per-click ad or a social post or whatever. You know, they, they are interested and you should remind them of what they just clicked. So your headline should be closely related to 
the offer you just made. It should remind them of the value of your offer. Uh, what follows should be interesting uh, content that builds on that, whether that's a video or images or copy or some combination thereof. And um, you shouldn't go on any longer than you have to. It should make the call to action very obvious to where it is and what you want them to do. And it should make the form as, as painless as possible. You want to, um, you know, eradicate any form of friction that's going to slow people down, you know, because as we talked about, you know, people are, are pretty um, click happy and they're going to come and go with, with great frequency uh, if you confuse them. And so, yeah, that page is all important and uh, very much a part of the process of succeeding with lead magnets. So now that we understand the principles behind what lead magnets are, elements that make them great and how to present them on your website, we let Barry run through some of his favorites and why he likes them. Starting with the good old ebook. Ebook is my favorite. There is a, a debate, uh, I suppose, uh, that will uh, go on as long as uh, digital marketing goes on and this topic is discussed that uh, lead magnets should be instant gratification, meaning um, short, I suppose. And so, you know, you, there are times when you could um, convince me that that's true. And certainly, you know, that, that would be worth testing. Most of the stuff is, is tested such that, you know, you fail fast and find out you're doing something wrong and go back and, and improve it, revise it or scrap it and do it over. But, you know, on the other side of the coin is the idea that you want to position yourself as an expert in your field. And so where uh, there is a lot of competition and you're talking about more complex product categories and um, more tedious buying uh, decisions. I think uh, an ebook's great. An ebook's the, the your best bet uh, for your first lead magnet. Barry's advice is that your first ebook could be of any length, but he favors easy reads, just as long as you're presenting yourself as an expert in your field. But the best thing about ebooks for Barry is that they can be broken into chapters to be used as content again. Why is that important? The answer to that is because as you're getting this awesome asset uh, that will you know, serve as your lead magnet and help you grow your email list and help you build your authority and position yourself as an expert, you're getting repurposable content. So if there's four chapters, maybe you have four blog posts, maybe you'll have four videos, maybe you have four podcasts, maybe you have a four-part mini-course series. The transferability of eBooks to other media lets you hit a wider audience as people are consuming media in so many different formats now. I've done eBooks that um, I said, that eBook's catching on. People want that material. Now let's look at how we get to give them that material in a different media formats. You know, some people like to read, some people like to be talked to. Some people, um, you know, like podcast listeners, like to multitask, right? Those that are listening to us right now are probably in the gym or on their commute or walking their dog. You know, that's that's when people listen to podcasts. So people consume media in different ways. So yeah, in eBooks, uh, my first answer for um, a great form of, of lead magnet because, because it serves so many purposes. Barry is also a big fan of using interactive content, such as assessments, as one of your magnets. There's a whole school of content now that, that goes by interactive, interactive content. And they say that people learn better and retain more and get closer to the brand by participating in something. And so you'll, you'll see that like... um. BuzzFeed made the quickie quiz, you know, enormously mainstream. 
so those can be, you know, pretty trivial and, and just for fun, you know, if you're, you know, what Taylor Swift song are you or something like that. But the example I have in this post that I'm staring at here is what type of parent are you, right? So that that's a, you know, a very magnetic and compelling headline. And then uh, it tells you why you should take the test. Obviously, it comes from some sort of, you know, some website who's uh, in the business of something having to do with parenting. And, and you learn something in the process. But according to Barry, one of the biggest advantages of this interactive content is the sheer volume of customer data that you can collect. Let's say that wasn't what type of parent are you, but it said, you know, what type of dog owner are you? And uh, the, the line of questioning was, you know, uh, how many dogs have you had? What kind? What is your favorite kind of dog? What what are your, what breed is your current dog? Uh, how do you exercise your dog? What do you feed your dog? What's your dog's name? Well, what did I just do? I just gave a marketer an amazing amount of information about myself, and I had fun doing it, as opposed to like a form that I want, want you know like called them needy and greedy before a form that like asked for everything, you know, including my phone number and my address. And I'm like, I don't want to give you my phone number because I don't want you to call. And I don't want to give you my address because I don't want you to write or send me stuff. But in an age of dwindling attention spans, where catching someone's interest in the first few seconds of contact is an ever more useful skill, Barry also has some quick, easy win magnets too. I mentioned cheat sheets and checklists. Those fall into the uh, instant gratification category, and people do respond well to those. I show a couple of examples, like your cheat sheet for writing headlines. That's um, that's an infographic I made. It's very rare you see gated infographics, but I have seen them. And um, by a cheat sheet, I, I would you know I could turn that same infographic into a slide deck or a document. But there are also some options out there that require more effort to implement and Barry is seeing more and more SaaS companies putting together courses and educational programs on how to master a range of products. Courses are popular. You know, they obviously take a little more effort to create a course. You could create a course in in a couple hours if your course is, you know, sign up for um, a four-part email series about, you know, ways to get started with social media or something that, you know, you could um, put together easily and deliver easily with with a um, email service provider or marketing automation platform. But then courses can be, you know, far more in depth too. One of the things I'm seeing that's uh, getting real popular now is not just a course, but uh, and this is really popular with uh, SaaS companies is um, academies, schools, whatever you know, universities. Uh, they're they're uh, like a section of the site rich with helpful educational material about how how to master some topic. Lead magnets can also be rewarding for your customers and they'll be more likely to participate if they feel they can get something tangible out of it. Here's another cool lead magnet idea that is rewarding and that is a tool. You know, software companies do that all the time. Uh, They make like a stripped down version of their product or they make a relevant tool you know an assessment's a tool but there's a there's a a lot of tools Uh, again hubspot great example they have a lot of tools they have a lot of templates but a great example that of something that's existed probably almost as long as the company has is called the website grader massively uh, powerful tool where you go online you enter in your url and it tells you you know what's working and what isn't based on the algorithm they built um, on your website you know so it's going to point out some of the flaws finally though 
Barry believes webinars can be the ultimate lead magnet as they're able to hit almost every step of the sales funnel at once. A webinar could satisfy a lot of those objectives, right? You can give a webinar that's um, helpful, like a uh, ebook or guide might be, or you can give a webinar that compares your product to its uh, competitors, which is more aimed at uh, the middle of the funnel, or you can give a webinar that's about, you know, how to use your product, which is more aimed at the bottom of your funnel, because, you know, at the end of that webinar, you're going to ask for the sale. Barry has given us a pretty comprehensive run-through today of what lead magnets are and some examples of some of the best ones. And hopefully you'll be able to apply some of the examples Barry has given to your own business. But whatever lead magnet you choose, remember, it's important to connect with and add value to that potential customer. They're out there right now waiting for someone to solve their problems. We'd like to thank Barry for taking the time to chat and we hope you got a lot of useful info too. If you'd like to learn more about Barry and Lead Magnets, you can reach him at his new website, feldmancreative.com. And he's also active on Twitter, at Feldman Creative. Next time on SaaS Stories, we share the story of how Sue San Mi and his team help customers manage complex legal and financial relationships with their unique solution, We Did It.